0: Nationalist Sport. GAA. 2022 GAA season begins with a bang this week. Article by Ger McNally. The cobwebs of the festive season will be well and truly blown off this week for GAA lovers around the county as the 2022 GAA season gets underway. Niall Carew's footballers had to kick their heels last weekend in their three-team group as Kildare beat Westmeath but face a busy time at the end of this week. They host Kildare on Thursday, Netwatch Cullen Park at 7.30pm, and then on Saturday play Westmeath in Lake Point Park at 2pm. A number of Carew's players will also be in action tonight, the 11th of January, as the 2022 Sigerson Cup gets underway. Pat Critchley is again in charge of IT Carlos footballers and they begin their campaign against the team they beat in the 2020 semi-final in dramatic fashion, Letterkenny IT. As well as college commitments, injuries and Covid are also posing conundrums for Carew but he is hoping to field a strong team this week as well as giving some players the chance to put their hand up and earn a permanent place on the Carlo panel. On Sunday, Tom Mullally and Christy Keeley face into a busy few hours. They lead Nace in the Leinster Intermediate Hurling Final at 1pm in Newbridge and then will try to get to netwatch Cullen Park for the 4pm throw-in for the Keogh Cup game between Carlo and Kildare. Also this weekend, Michel, just over a month after losing in the 2020 Leinster Intermediate Camogie Championship, begin the 2021 version of the competition on Saturday. Win of Yug play in the junior competition. Basketball. President's Cup semi final. Cup semi final anguish for IT Carlo. Article by Kieran Murphy. The score Drogheda Wolves 74, IT Carlo Basketball 72. Events conspired against IT Carlo basketballers in the President's Cup semi final on Saturday at the Parochial Hall in Cork. Earlier that morning it was confirmed the experienced Roland Vichels wouldn't be playing because of a Covid-related issue, while Aaron Whelan did start but had to leave the game early on. On the boards and in the white heat of battle, it was their shooting which ultimately let the Barrow Siders down. With their opponents picking off 11 three-pointers as opposed to Carlos four, this was an area which hurt them deeply. In addition, if Carlo got 50% from the free throw line, then that was all it was. This was particularly important in the final quarter, when Carlo handled on to a narrow six-point advantage. Had chances to extend it, but in the end fell to a late surge from their county-louth opponents. Carlo edged the first quarter, 23-20, and brought a 38-34 lead into the second half. Going into the final quarter, Carlo led by five points, but were hit by four three-pointers, which gave Drogheda Wolves the momentum to drive on for victory. Martin Conroy, the Carlo manager, didn't look for excuses afterwards. We talked all week about letting that team hang around until the fourth quarter, as they are very dangerous. They're after winning maybe three out of their last four games on the road by narrow margins, finishing out games really well. They had a massive addition today in Lucas Walford, their second American. He has been injured all season. This is the first game he has played. We were expecting him to play 10 minutes, but he played a hell of a lot more than 10 minutes. He played really well and it hurt us in a position where we didn't expect to get hurt in, he said. The loss of Aaron Whelan and Roland Vichols hurt Carlo deeply. But again, Conroy wasn't feeling sorry for himself. Aaron is a massive loss. We were missing Roland today and it would have given us another big body to work inside. We are not the only team in that situation. Every team in the league is in that situation. We have to suck that up and get on with it. He did concede his didn't score as freely as he would have liked. We are normally a really good three-point scoring team and I think we made two in the whole game. Their guys, Podrick and Kieran McGrogan, are good friends of mine. Those guys hit everything today. It wasn't just that they were hitting three times. It was when they were getting them and the momentum it gave them. That happens. Our free throws were not great. They haven't been for the last few weeks. That is a crux of ours. We didn't improve on the last time we played. As I said, you learn from it and move on. Hopefully we will be back again with another change next year. We did a very good job. We worked hard. We nearly got into overtime at the end. It is a learning experience and you move on. It is back to the league now, where Carlo travelled to Kerry on Saturday for a game against Scott Lakers Killarney. Conroy is hoping they will put their disappointments behind them now. We are second place in our conference in the league and have a couple of big games coming up for us. We just have to make sure we keep our season going, make the playoff, and win promotion, says Conroy. The teams Drahada de Wolves, Denzel Ebose, Kieran McGrogan, 12, Wede Essayobar, Kevin O'Hanlon, 2, Podrig McGrogan, 14, Stephen Sappho, Adam Mullally, 10, Guilherme Alves Vilela, 4, Cian Crowley, Ubril Alada, 10, Tiago de Santos Pereira, 3, Lucas Walford, 18, IT Carlo, Ben Kelly Flynn, 16, Jordan Fallon five, Seb Uglis, Aaron Whelan one, Ben Kavna, Kevin Dunnehu eighteen, Jake Conroy injured, Jack Kyo, Matteo Plazareno, Armand Vychals two, Owen Hackett seven, Nate Schaefer twenty-three. It wasn't all gloom for Carlo basketballers at the weekend, with O'Loughlin's Amy Dooley scoring nine points for her UCC Meyer side when beating Singleton Supervalue Brunel 92-82 in their Paddy O'Connor Cup semi-final on Friday. In the misquote.ie Super League, IT Carlo ladies entertain Chalester on Sunday at 1.30pm at their Barrow Centre venue. Carlo Soccer, Nationalist, Premier Division Ryan Strikes late winner to end Dolman Fightback Article by Harry Shorthose Scores, Dolman Celtic 2, Slaney Rovers 3. Brandon Ryan struck late to break Dolman hearts and give Slaney a much-needed win in the first round of league fixtures of the new year. Slaney dominated the early stages and looked like they might go on to record a big win, only for Dolman to fight back late in the first half. They controlled large periods of the second half, but couldn't quite make it count before Dolman equalised in the second half. That seemed to spur Slaney on and they pushed for a late winner. The returning Danny Thompson making his second debut for the club having moved to New Oak at the start of the season went close with an effort after 12 minutes but it was hit straight at Fergal Harmon in the Slaney goal. Seven minutes later Slaney scored the opening goal when Lubomir Lesko got in behind the defence and squared the ball across the box where Ryan was waiting to tap home with Dolman keeper Owen Gorman off his line having tried to deal with the threat of Lesko. With 20 minutes to go to half-time, Conor O'Brien was played through on goal, but the ball was played too far ahead of him and the keeper came out to clear, and by the time O'Brien got hold of the ball, he was under pressure and could only put it wide. A couple of minutes later, Thompson struck from a free kick just outside the box and forced a good save out of Harmon. On the half-hour mark, a 30-yard volley from Robbie Ryan ended up in the back of the net to double Slaney's lead. They would have hoped to have pushed on from there, however, Dolman stepped up their game as Slaney took their foot off the pedal. With six minutes to the break, Dolman had an effort cleared off the line, while a minute later Thompson broke down the right-hand side and despite Harmon's best efforts to come out and snuff out the danger, Thompson struck the ball past him to pull one back for the hosts. Slaney started best after the break and five minutes in, Brandon Ryan hit an effort from the left at the keeper before having an effort cleared minutes later. Dolman began to come into the game a bit more and John Nangle had a free kick from the left cleared ten minutes in before three minutes later, Simon Doyle slipped an effort in at the back post to bring Dolman level. Owen Curran hit an effort straight at the keeper before Thompson found himself through on goal but struggled to control the ball, losing it in the process. With 17 minutes to go, a Joe Dorn header from a corner from the left was saved. Brandon Ryan went close with a couple of late efforts, first from the left being saved before he put one from the right wide. With three minutes to go, he gave them the lead again when his effort from the left beat Owen Gorman in goal. The final action of the game came from a Joe Thompson free kick from the right which was saved and Slaney claimed their first win in three games. The teams Dolman Celtic, Owen Gorman Lorcan Canavan, Daniel McGrath Muba Muduwapi, Bonnie Milineau, Simon Doyle Cameron Lacey, John Nangle Danny Thompson, Joe Doran Liam Dempsey The subs Kieran Nolan, Jason Kenny James Williamson, Tyrese O'Rock, Jamie Doorley. Slaney Rovers. Fergal Harmon, Joe Thompson, Rory McKernan, Stephen Farrell, Shane Murphy, Owen Curran, Dan O'Brien, Robbie Ryan, Connor O'Brien, Lubomir Lesko, Brandon Ryan. The subs. Peter Kyo, Gaz Doyle, Aaron Brawl. Carlo and District Football League scores. Tully's Travel Division, St Patrick's Boys B5, Kaleshan FC B1. Vale Wanderers 4, Bagnallstown 1, Ardatton Athletic 1, Parkville United B, 1, White's Pharmacy Division 2, Burren Celtic 4, Vale Wanderers B, 3, Baltinglass Town 5, Fort Barrington FC 0, Tower Rovers 4, Nurney Villa 2, Slaney Rovers B, 3, New Oak Boys B, 8, Carlowan District Football League, New Walk Boys 5, Collection 1.